Ho, ho, ho. A little early. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey, his media director. Mayor, welcome to your own office. Oh, glad to be here. In out of the lousy weather. Just come in from <laughs> a ribbon cutting down the street, and boy, is it miserable out. But a great ribbon cutting, I heard. Really nice people. New new business in the city. Yeah, really nice people. Uh, one of them, uh, this is a couple of eye doctors. They're running yep. their own vision place, uh, 1219 Hancock Street. Beautiful people. They One has uh, one little child, and one of the doctors has twins. Very, very nice people. Dr. Edna Cho and Dr. Mary Vo. Again, 1219 Hancock Street. Lifetime Vision is the name of the place. Uh, I was joined by Tim Cahill, the head of the chamber, and we had a nice ribbon cutting ceremony. And Nice. Their, uh, their parents were there. They're very proud of them. Uh, it's great stuff when you very see cool. new business opening. Um, I'm looking forward to this podcast. As, oh, by the way, we're in the Quincy Sun today. You are. There's a nice picture of you in the Quincy Sun about doing this podcast. Oh. So we're sharing that with folks, and we're, we're, we put a couple of ads in the, in the Quincy Sun over the next few weeks for people to find us. It's just a new way of communicating, right? which uh, that's the reason why we're doing this in the first place. So we're trying to drum up some interest. No, we've got plenty of interest. We got a lot of listeners. We got a lot. Of, as soon as as soon as this thing goes up, we have about fifty immediate downloads. So interesting. That's a pretty good thing. Beyond that, let's talk about uh, what is really exciting. We become Christmas Town USA here in the city, but before that is Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. There's a lot happening this week, so I wanted to just touch base on. Uh, well, first, this Friday, an event that's happening this Friday night. At the Church of the Presidents, and it is... Yeah, Abigail's going to be 275 years old, I guess, huh? <laughs> and she looks fantastic. Imagine the candles for that cake. We'll need a fire <laughs> detail for that one. Yeah. Yes, um, this this is pretty good. Abigail was and probably doesn't get the credit she deserves. She's really a true partner with John Adams, not only husband and wife, but she had plenty to say to John about how this country ought to be formed and run. And, of course, the, the wife of a president, the mother of a president, mother of John Quincy Adams... Very, very bright woman, uh, known for her writing skills. And the letters are just incredible when you read some of the letters that she and John wrote back and forth to each other. And some of the letters she wrote to her children, uh, some scolding them as, as a true mother. Um, but a true patriot, an amazing uh, American woman that we should celebrate. And yes, she would be 275 on Friday, November 22nd. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's going to be a nice, it's gonna be a nice event uh, from, from 6 to 9 p.m., uh, it is open to the public, and we hope that uh, they partake and take a look. There's a special speaker for the night, Professor uh, Karima Lewis, and she is a, a history teacher from professor from Quincy College and from Emerson, Emerson College. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, she so, lives in Brockton. She's uh, she's got her PhD in history from University of California, Berkeley, a law degree from the New York University School of Law, and an MSW degree from the Hunter College School of Social Work and Bachelor of Arts degree from Northwestern University. Very accomplished and. Uh, we think it's rather appropriate to have someone that accomplished to speak a little bit about Abigail and the contributions made to this country. So that's just Friday. Next week is probably one of our biggest weeks of the year. I mean, I think this is something that we that everybody in the city who's lived here for a long time really looks forward to, right? I mean, so talk a little bit about yeah, what, what goes I mean, on it's, next uh, week. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, it's a great week. Of course, we're coming into the time. I love the fall, first of yeah. all. Weather-wise, I love, the, you know, notwithstanding the Today. <laughs> crappy weather we had the last few days. But overall, I love the fall, crisp air, the foliage. It's, it's awesome. Then you go right into the holiday season with Thanksgiving right through Christmas and New Year's. And, you know, it's a great time to reminisce a little bit. Great memories as kids growing up. Great time to get together with family and friends and most people are in a pretty decent mood for change. <laughs> um, so, Thankful. you know, it's just a great time of year. It really is. And, and Thanksgiving is one of the, my favorites because it's it's not the hustle and bustle of Christmas, but just getting getting together with family and friends and, uh, you know, obviously nice. Uh, everyone loves a nice meal, right? So I can't beat the meal. 
I would and say that about trimming, you usually, so. but you've lost like 30 pounds. So uh, Almost, yeah. not quite there. I'm trying to get to 30, but uh, we're getting there. We're making some progress, so I'll try to stay away from the, the rolls and the potatoes. <laughs> There's plenty else to eat. I'll but, leave that to you. <laughs> that's right, but it's a great week. In fact, Monday night, um, a new tradition, my brother's keeper, which actually provides some services to some of the people in Quincy, they're out of Easton down on the uh, the grounds of Stonehill College. Uh, something started by uh, Jim and his wife, Terry Orcott. Terry Orcott. Yeah. They'll be saying someday. They're remarkable stuff. So, you know, diff- all times of the year, but especially at Christmas time, they provide uh, families in need with with food, but they provide furniture and, and various needs. And it's all done in, in, in a Christian way and, um, you know, really following through on the on the Christian values of something that, uh, you know, Christ himself challenged everyone to do. And I say this with all respect to all religious and faiths, but, you know, that's that's when they know, uh, they'll know you are Christians by our love, that old song, right? So <laughs> my brother's keeper does a remarkable job. So Monday night up at the Marriott, they, I think it's sold out. They hold a hungry men's banquet where they raise significant money to help fund some of the programs that they go on down there. They get Hundreds of volunteers that help out. It's just a remarkable program. Great night, too. It is. And then, of course, Tuesday night, we roll right into, I've been probably going to this for better than 30 years, uh, and that's the Hall of Fame dinner. So the football programs from both North Quincy High and Quincy High School come together that evening, and they honor bringing in different players uh, into the Hall of Fame. There's three from each school going in this time, which is down a little bit from what the norm is. I think they're they're doing a good job. There's a new team uh, putting this whole thing together. And, of course, the seniors that play in both teams are invited. The coaches come, and the coaches talk a little bit about each of the seniors, the positions they play, you know, try to emphasize the uh, it's their night. It's coming up to the big game. Um, you know, it's, it's at the Sons of Italy. Again, it's been going on for a long time. bunch of people that help out from both sides, uh, North and Quincy. It's amazing. As, as much as that, uh, there's such a rivalry for that game at, at the stadium for <laughs> Uh, decades now, you know, off the field, you know, they're friends with each other. They played together in different uh, different sports growing up, and they become friends for life. Um, so it's it's a fun event, uh, both the Hall of Fame, then of course the game is just uh, not only is it a great football game, but it's also a reunion of sorts because a lot of people come back, visit home, or grandparents around Thanksgiving. A lot of them come to the game and and you catch up with each other at the game. Uh, so it's, it's hopefully the weather will be with us. Um, and, of course, with all the improvements made to the stadium, this will be the first year a lot of people will see those improvements that were made by Rob Hale and his team with the cannons. Uh, a lot of new seating, the, the Jumbotron. I mean, you'll be able to see the replays. Um, you know, so it, it's really going to be an awesome experience. So good stuff. Um, open up the week. That becomes a big uh, uh, alumni day too it really all is. the alumni yeah. hanging on the sides all over the place everybody from graduating from our year to before that it's really fun i remember as a kid my my you know i i'm probably pushing 50 years at the game my father used to bring me when i was five or six years old but in those days i can remember you had to get there an hour and a half early to get a seat yeah you know they were standing everywhere they were sitting on top of the wall i mean there was thousands of those games now the numbers aren't what they used to be but there's still a healthy number it's still a great day yeah you know, and of course, you know, my kids are graduated now, but both my sons, Cornelius and Tom Jr., both played in that game uh, for North Quincy High when they were in high school. And a lot of great memories for them and, and for the community. So it's good stuff. And of course, Thanksgiving that day, which is great. But then it comes into the big week. And we have to talk about it tonight because next week is going to be a short week. And whether we do the podcast in the beginning of the week or not, right. maybe a little bit of an abbreviated version. But we really should talk about next week's festivities after Thanksgiving, which really gives us the moniker of Christmas Town USA. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. The decorations are going up across the city right now as we speak in North Quincy Wollaston and Quincy Center and 
Let's talk about that from Friday yeah, night on. Let's uh, before I get into that. Uh, let me let me just thank uh, a number of people too. I mean, there's there's a number of folks from various city departments. Paul Hines, the Commission of Public Buildings, his people are involved in the Quincy Center decorating in around City Hall. Mary Cahill and her gang from the District Improvement Financing Department, those guys are involved. Chris Cassani and his team are involved. Dave Murphy from the Parks uh, Department of Natural Resources now and his team are involved. So we kind of break the, the workload up a little bit to various departments so that it makes the work a lot easier. So Norfolk Downs, the North Quincy Business District is being done. The Wallison Business District is being done. The Quincy Center, the whole district's being done, but with the great emphasis will be around the Hancock Adams Common. And if anyone loved last year, you're going to love this year because it's going to be a little bit better than last year, believe it or not. Last year was very impressive, but we'll be adding to it. So I think the actually the chamber is going to be open up their pop-up shop I think around 4 o'clock on that Friday. Right. And then the tree lighting program is 5 to 7. We actually flipped the switch around 6.15, I think. Um, it's interesting because we had ordered two trees. Um, they were supposed to be up last Saturday for the common and I came on site. I really wasn't happy with one of them. We rejected one of the trees. So we took a ride around, and we found uh, a tree in Marymount, the Gendro family, that uh, we're going to be using. They're donating it to us. So it'd probably be somewhere in the vicinity of 40 to 50 feet. It will be one of the centerpieces of the Hancock Adams Common. would be fully decorated. So that'll be going in this Saturday. And then the, the teams, we do have an outside contractor that's assisting us on decorating. Uh, we thank them for their work as well. So that's going to be really exciting. So I know we had a few thousand people last year, Mark, um, and I know we provide hot chocolate and popcorn and candy canes to the kids that show up. There's going to be ice sculptures. We're going to have some uh, singing, I guess. Mark, well, it's going to be a lot of singing. This uh, the Donna Marie uh, Children's Puppet Show. We also oh, have Quin- stand Qu- Quincy and North Quincy <laughs> Combined Choir. Uh, it's going to be a really great night full of Christmas carols and uh, great food and all kinds of fun stuff. It becomes, I think, it's such a showpiece for the night. It's just one of those things that becomes, uh, if you haven't seen it before, make sure now with the Hancock Adams Common in place that you come down and visit it on Friday night. It's gonna well, be I'm going to really tell amazing. you, Mac, I, I say this in a bragging way, that you have to go a long way to find the type of display that you'll see here. I mean, I've, I've been in a number of places, and you know, you have a tree lighting. Rockefeller Center is one tree. You go in the Boston Com, it looks like they just throw the lights on the trees. There's not much thought to how they're displayed, but this is very, very well done. It's top quality, and I think people will really enjoy it. I was talking, I think I mentioned this before, but talking to retired fire chief Tom Gorman, he was telling me last Christmas they all came up that night as a family, and just to walk around, they said, there were, and there were hundreds of people doing that. So yeah. it's a great feeling. It brings back memories of, I'm sure, for everybody as a kid, because right, we all relate to that when we were first exposed to the whole Christmas experience, and and of course, uh, it's a national holiday in this country, and you know I think we all have great memories of growing up. We all, most of us do, and those of us that are parents now, we provide those same memories for the kids that are growing up. And it's such a great tradition, and part of that tradition is really the lights, yeah, and what they mean and signify the yeah. Christmas tree, the Christmas wreaths, and and all the decorations that go with it. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome stuff. It's a great city, and this is one of those great events I think that reminds people of who we are. Yeah, this it is does. who we are. And it doesn't end there. It goes on until nope. Saturday. So Saturday 1st, we kick off at noontime with the, uh, well, actually, earlier than that, we'll talk about Fair Saturday in a second, but but the, the arrival of Santa in a very unique way that's been happening for many, many, many years. 
Yes, and there's been some incidents over the years. <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> well, those. But we try to. <laughs> yeah, Santa makes the jump onto Pageant Field out of a plane along with some elves. Uh, it's always an interesting experience. It's a unique experience. It yeah. sure is unique. You got to go a long way to find that too. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's that's always fun. The kids get a big kick out of that, and uh, you know. And I know um, Fia Saturday will be going back on Hancock Adams Common. Uh, what you can fill well, us in some yeah. of the detail on that, Mark. This is from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Fair Saturday. It's it, it's a it's That's a global, fairly long day. It's a fairly <laughs> long day, and it's a global cultural movement. And Quincy is uh, the first city to be chosen for in the United States. So it's a really big deal. There's like 284 performers throughout different venues. Um, we highly recommend that you visit um, uh, quincyma.gov, of course, but you can also visit fairsaturday.org to find out exactly what's going on there. I'm actually. Commit. And the roots of that are uh, Spain. It's in Spain, Bilbao, yeah. Spain. It's happening yeah. all over the world at the exact same time. Uh, it's really, really exciting. So there's a, there's a lot of events happening throughout the world, and we're the first in the United States to kick it off. I know it's another Quincy now. first. It is another yeah. Quincy first. That's right. So from that, there's some great music, fantastic music. Since the Hancock Adams Common is so full of great events the night before, we kept the tents, and that's where we kind of put some great great acts there. Not necessarily just Christmas, but it's all over. I'm actually I've committed myself to doing an hour myself, Mayor. Oh, boy. Yes, so is sir. that the last hour to clean everybody out? No, but it's going to be a great time. Visit <laughs> fairsaturday.org to find out. And, of course, Sunday, and I really wanted to talk about this because it, this reminds everybody, this is one of the biggest oh, one of the biggest parades on the Northeast, for sure. And it always has been a very major focal point of the, one of the city's events. Now, you yeah, remember going there as a child. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, we claim it's the biggest Christmas parade on the East Coast. Macy Street is Thanksgiving. Plymouth is Thanksgiving. This is a Christmas parade, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, but it's always been the Christmas parade. It was actually started by Father Thomas Tierney. 67 years 67 ago. 67 years ago. He was a curate up at St. John's Parish. He's, he's the one that kicked it off. And uh, for many years, you had great people like George Fay and George White and so many others that contributed in keeping it going down the street. And it's become a tremendous tradition here in the city. It uh, goes all the way from Quincy Center to North Quincy. It's about 2.8-mile route. Uh, ends at North Quincy High School. There is a competition for the bands, the high school bands. There's adult bands. There's floats, competition for the floats, specialty units. Um, it's really an awesome parade, and I hope we have uh, decent weather for that one as well. But it kicks off uh, at the corner of Walter Hannon Parkway and Hancock Street and heads north. It kicks off at 1230 on Sunday. And we thank all the different organizations that help us. Um, Barry Welch retired as the rec director, but he we bring him back to help uh, <laughs> Put the parade on. He does a lot of the prep work. There's a lot of lot of detail involved in putting a parade together. A lot a lot of organizations. So I know that Dave Murphy and Michelle Hanley, um, you know, and their departments are, are well behind it. But Barry, we bring him back to help us with the parades. He's uh, labor love for him. So we're we're glad to do that. So uh, we also have Santa's mailbox, by the way, that goes up that Friday night up in front of uh, City Hall. So the youngsters out there that have written their letters to Santa. You know, we get them dropped in the Santa's mailbox at City Hall. They get directly taken to the North Pole so that the <laughs> Santa's make sure he sees everything. So I hope those kids out there, both young and old, are, are not being naughty, but are being nice. <laughs> so they'll be rewarded on Christmas morning. And before we talk about a couple of things, I just want to mention one more thing. The city was mentioned in... in um an article in Broadway World, which is a which is a national publication. We got written in a couple of publications this week about a major event that's also happening on Saturday at 8 p.m. It's part of the Fair Saturday event and part of the whole Christmas festivities, but uh, Lilius White and Seth Radowski all um, are going to be playing at the Church of the Presidents um, that night. They're f- very well-known Broadway performers, and uh, 
if you really want to see something unique and something special, you want to check that out. That's all John McDonald is really, we want to give him a big uh, welcome. Thank you because he's helped us out with a lot of the bookings of the whole weekend. Yeah, John's a big help on all the special events. He does he really a great is. job. Yeah, for he us. does yeah. a great job. So absolutely. thank you, John. And uh, that's really going to be an amazing week. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing weekend. We wanted to really focus on that a little bit on this, on this podcast. We do, by the way, talk about a lot of major issues that are happening. That's why this you'll see our ad in the Quincy Sun this week. And all of our episodes that you've yep. talked about, Mayor, this is episode number 36. Wow. So we've had a, a lot of conversations about a lot of serious issues, about a lot of lighter issues, and about a lot of Quincy traditions, and also some of your own personal Well, an, another one, uh, Mark, I know it's coming up. It's being sponsored by the Sacred Heart Men's Group and Mother Olga and the Daughters of Mary of Nazareth uh, on December 6th. I think that's a Friday night. It is. Uh, the time? It's uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m., yeah. okay. There's going to be some readings uh, from Scripture about the birth of the Lord some Christmas carols, so that'll be at the manger scene, which is between the cemetery and city hall. The manger scene, by the way, is on loan to the city, uh, was purchased by the Catholic community of Quincy in honor and memory of uh, Father Cornelius Harry, who was pastor of Sacred Heart for many years. It's a beautiful manger scene, and uh, we certainly encourage the public to come to that. We'll be giving out again hot chocolate and popcorn for the kids and cookies or uh, giveaway or something. Giveaway, that's yeah. right. So also, it's uh, funny Pastor, sitting here, Mark. Pastor um, Aaron from Life Community Church will be involved in that. He's as a well great guy. Yeah. I know him and some other uh, part of the. Any, everybody's welcome, but certainly will. Uh, it is really uh, about that Christian message. So uh, looking forward to that. While I'm sitting here, I'm getting texts from Deputy Fire Chief Joe Jackson. <laughs> And I wish I could show these on a podcast, but I can only describe them to you. As we announced many times, uh, we have purchased a brand new uh, Tiller ladder truck for a uh, uh, paltry $1.3 million. And uh, it, it's, we're reintroducing a Tiller truck back to the city. It's the, if some people remember, we used to call them the hook and ladder, but it had the driver in the back that had a separate oh, yeah. set of uh, steering, if you will. So they can uh, more easily manipulate some of the tough streets that we have that are so congested. So he's texting me pictures of the new paint job with the uh, city of presidents on. It's going to be ladder two. It's going to be assigned to uh, Wollaston uh, along with engine four. It looks absolutely fantastic. So that's going to be in service uh, in the coming days. So thank you to... Joe Jackson, for sharing that with us. And we're really excited to talk about those things. And, of course, public safety here in the city is second to none. So I know that that's something you've always talked about, including last week. And moving on, Mayor, just to uh, touch on a couple of other things as we approach the holidays uh, and get into the colder weather. There's still some work that's being buttoned up on some of the roads along with some of the decorations that are happening right now. But a lot of, a lot of buttoning up. A, on a lot of the work. concrete work uh, on sidewalks has been bogged down with the rainy weather. Uh, but we got some good days ahead of us, so... Over the next week, I was talking to Commissioner Grazioso this morning, over the next week or so, everything should be buttoned up pretty much for this construction season. And then, of course, we go back at it as soon as the frost is out of the ground yeah. in the springtime. So we appreciate people's patience on that because some of that is very, really uh, weather dependent. We've had some rough weather this fall. And we've seen how uh, what some of the construction, how it looks ugly during the time, but when you see it happening, you know there's going to be something beautiful. Oh, I tell you, when, <laughs> yeah, when the streets finish, the gir- granite curbs and the, the fresh asphalt, the new loom borders, the grass strips with trees planted, the concrete and uh, sidewalks, and so it really does look magnificent. I think I mentioned last week about Mr. Dunford commenting yeah. on his street and the Narragansett Road, so it does make a difference, and hopefully 
because of the work we do on the underground, we don't have to touch that tree, street for a long time. So let's hope uh, let's hope for an easy winter, folks, uh, for our public works department and the budget. And this, <laughs> there is so much to talk about. We don't have the time today. We'll do that on another episode as we do this weekly. You have, there's a new environmental scientist, the first time the city's hired anyone like that for under the Department of Natural Resources, as well as the tree warden, which you have mentioned. But you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, certainly. Um, as you know, I appreciate the council's support when we presented this as part of the new budget back in June. I presented in May, approved in June uh, for effect in July. The fiscal year is July 1 to June 30. So, uh, yes, we created a new department. We put together Park Forestry Cemetery, and uh, which were kind of together anyway, but then Recreation and Conservation we put all under one umbrella. Commissioner Dave Murphy's in charge. Michelle Hanley's handling the rec side. We got uh, Paul Doherty, who's the manager on the park side on the permitting and programming side. And then, of course, we added to the budget an earth scientist and a tree warden. We've got a lot of acreage in the city of with some very sensitive ecological areas. We've got ponds, we've got marshes, salt marshes, we've got brooks and rivers. And um, we thought it was time that we stepped up as a community and kind of raised the bar on these issues and having somebody on staff that can really be proactive in really providing a good, you know, these are, these parcels are, are acreage they're very important to the environment both to our, our uh, fish and birds and uh, they also act as flood control so there's a lot of pieces to it but we've always responded to complaints or issues but now we got somebody that'll be proactive kind of the custodial of these areas that going forward will work with our city in trying to uh, embellish them make them uh, even more productive environmentally so julie uh is it Julie Sullivan we hired? Um, she's the earth scientist. She was working in Braintree. Yeah. Julianne, I think it is. Uh, great credentials. Uh, and Chris Haywood, uh, who lives in Braintree, but was the um, town uh, warden in, tree warden for the town, uh, city of uh, Watertown, I guess it was. Yes, Watertown. He's got a lot of experience, both on the street with trees, but also um, as a head of the state tree warden association at one point. So he's a lot of experience. So, you know, we have a great urban forest and his role is going to be really to promote that, to protect that, to make sure we get uh, tree specs going out every year for new plantings, to make sure our urban forestry is maintained in the proper way. Uh, we've got some heritage trees. We want to make sure those get extra special care with fertilization and treatment for insects and bugs and things. So that'll give somebody full-time uh, role to really um, advance, if you will, up the bar, if you will, of, of maintaining our urban forest. So it's a great department. Uh, we got some great skilled people there. Phil Cosgrove uh, and the team over there, they, they're arborists. They know, they know what they're doing, but this, this person ahead of it all now can coordinate it all. It's funny, Mark, because as park director, I remember those days of some people hate trees, some people love trees. So some people want to take them down in front of their house. Other people want a new one planted. It's just you know, sometimes there's no in between, <laughs> but you know, trees are very important to the environment. They, they breathe in a lot of stuff and breathe out healthy oxygen for us. They, they add cooling in the summertime. They provide habitat for, for birds and things. So, um, without sounding too wacky as, as a tree hugger, but it's an important part of our environment. One of the things that I think everybody can agree on, on this climate change Whatever you believe is happening, whatever you think the sea level is going to be, uh, whatever you think the cause, one of the things we all can do that will have a great benefit is to plant trees. That is absolutely agreed upon by every side in this situation. So 
You know, the state's been planting a lot more trees under Governor Baker. We're just finishing a contract. I think we're planting four or 500 citywide. I ex- next year, I want to plant 1,000 new ones. It's amazing. Uh, it makes a difference. It, it looks nice. It adds to our, our community in so many ways when you see trees on the side streets. And so Department of Natural Resources is off and running. I expect big things out of them. I think that's about it. We we could talk about so many other things. Oh this yeah, we week, get, we get other episodes coming up. We we'll get those coming up. I want to wish everybody a truly a, a happy Thanksgiving with you and your loved ones. I wish you all the blessings uh, that God can provide. We should be grateful for this nation that we live in. I know there's times, uh, particularly the last year or two, we've had some real divisive issues nationally, and uh, we we should remember though, coming together, the roots of Thanksgiving goes back to the Pilgrims. And it was a time to pause and thank God above for all the blessings we do have. It's still the greatest country in the world with all our watts, with all our shortcomings. Uh, and we should be cognizant of that. So, you know, from my family to yours, we wish you a great, great holiday week and a great Thanksgiving. And uh, don't eat too much. And on that note, are you going to be marching in the parade? With I will the, be. No tomatoes. No, no. <laughs> You're not going to be singing though, right? Nope. Okay, that's good. Leave that to you, Mac. All right. You and Dick and Jane. This is Podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Cook. You can find us, by the way, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, CastBox, Podchaser, and an RSS feed that you'll probably find on any one of our social media uh, outlets. Please check it out. Visit us at City of Quincy. QuincyMA.gov, or you can also find us Spit on Facebook, up, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. Um, folks, we will see you next time on Podcast Quincy's City View.